This is Move Out the Way with Alicia Lee and Angelina Rosario. This podcast was created to clear your path and balance your mind, body, and soul. Hello, MOTW fam. This is Alicia. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give you a couple updates on all things MOTW. Angelina and I have been working really hard behind the scenes, and we are going to launch other parts of the business in early 2021. So while we have you here, please check out moveoutheway.net and subscribe to our newsletter for updates. If you're not following us yet on Instagram, our new handle is MOTWTribe. And if you haven't subscribed to our show, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is really special. We're sitting down with a dear friend of mine, Kimmy C. And I met Kimmy when I was living in New York. She's a former music exec. And I met her at the time that she was working in the entertainment industry under uh, people we know like Diddy. And so we were kind of in this entertainment space playing together in this flag football league called the Nike Football Society. And Kimmy then had a terrible knee injury and, you know, lost her job and so many things just kind of spiraled in her life that created a ton of confusion, but also so much growth, um, growth beyond your imagination. And she's always been incredibly wise, which is why I was so happy to have her on the show to drop some gems today. But this injury really catapulted her life and losing that job she thought was her forever job really pushed her into her purpose. And Kimmy today is a yoga instructor. She works with girls over at Spellman and she's really big on mind-body awareness, on flexibility, and she has tons of certifications in the space. And she's really passionate about working with underprivileged youth, but not just being underprivileged financially, but mentally and emotionally. And Kimmy has worked with NFL athletes, WNBA athletes, I mean, college teams, just everything. We chat about this transition in her journey into her new career, overcoming that devastating injury, losing her job, and just getting through a really dark time in your life, learning how to be still and how to feel yourself, how your mind is a battlefield, and how she found her way of creating her own space in the yoga community, a space that she didn't really feel like she fit into. So we're really excited to have Kimmy on the show, and Angelina and I will jump right into our interview. All right, we're here with Kimmy. Kimmy, we're so excited to have you on MOTW. Thank you so much for being here. Thank yes. you. Thank you. We are so excited to have you here, Kimmy. Um, so, you know, I always tell Alicia, I start stalking our guests, so I've been stalking you for a little bit. And man, I love, love what you're doing. And it's just a Thank perfect thing for our audience. So I'm going to dive into a question because we, you know, as we've spoken before, you are, you came from the music industry. And yeah, yeah. 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 Do you want to elaborate <laughs> a little bit about that? Yeah. It's so funny because I always tell people, I feel like I've lived the, like two lives. Um, I mean, Alicia, when we met, I was, I was working in the music industry yeah. and, you know, um, I transitioned. I made, you know, made a, a I, I want to say my first transition was from like uh, bartending, waitressing to the music industry and kind of like making the ends meet to going into a career or what I thought was my career. So I did make that um, transition for me, the music industry. I worked in the publications like uh, Revolt was one of the most notable ones. And before that, you know, a couple of uh, blogs and things like that. Uh, 
oh my god like dj enough's blog and all these like hot 97 and oh my god it's bringing me down such memory lane but i had also started my own publication with a couple friends called goodfella media um and shoot we did a lot i mean we interviewed kendrick lamar before he popped asap rocky we're just a bunch of kids who loved music and loved hip-hop and and the culture and everything that came with it and um You'll learn. I can talk. So we did. I did start out in radio um, at Rutgers University. And once I graduated, they allowed us to keep the space. So we still had our own radio station. Um, and, you know, I did that. A couple other publications that I worked for doing journalism, production, interviewing, radio. Um, I moved into more digital marketing, I want to say, is one, was one of my last. And I think, Alicia, that's how we kind of connected. Because um, yeah. I, I started getting into marketing was like one of the solid what I thought was going to be an end goal for me. Um, and it, it was cool. Um, but it was cool is what okay. it was. It, it I, wasn't, it wasn't filling. Right. Um, Cause I think being in entertainment and in music, a lot of people see that and they see what comes with it. They, they see the, 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 the product, right. It's like, right. you know, field producing something. I, I produced a couple things. Um, Burning Baltimore was one of the most notable in my book things, cause it, it just hit my heart during all those, you know, riots and uprisings and things in Baltimore. I feel produced a documentary and nobody, you know, really saw what went into that. Um, they just saw the final 30 minute product, but it was like right. days and weeks of, of crying, of filming, of protesting and being there with people. Um, and that was one of my favorite projects, but because it hit home, you know, um, but yeah, man, the music industry was cool. Um, long story short, I think it, it just, I got to this point um, among like a lot of things that I do in my life where I, I found myself asking me like, is this it? Is what's, what's next? You know, I had no desire to be a music exec. I had no idea, no desire to, you know, be the president of Revolt or Def Jam or any of these places. And while it was cool, like, you know, I, there were times I did have assistant interviews for big people and I'm still very cool with them, but nobody ever hired me because they were like, you're, you're, you're too, you're better than this, you know? Wow. And, um, I never understood it. Like I'm, I'm, I'll be good. I can get your coffee. I'm good with expenses. Like, I'm good with all you say, but, <laughs> but, but when it came, they would look at me like you're overqualified, even though like, I, but I'm still looking for experience, you know? So it was always a tough battle. And I think it was just God's way of telling me like, you know, um, I'm preparing you for your next season with these things. Um, but, th but this isn't quite it. So, um, long story short, I actually got fired from one of my last jobs. Uh, oh, what a blessing. A surprise. <laughs> it was, you know what? I'm telling you, God works, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. And I always say, I don't impose my faith on people, whatever you want to call it. I call it God, you know, higher source, creator, higher power. Um, but I had been in this space actually at that time where I was like one foot in, one foot out and kind of like, I think it's time to move on. I think it's time to do something else. And, but I, I care about everything that I do and I do it like full throttle. So I mm. kind of was still holding on. And yeah, man, I ended up getting fired, which I wasn't even mad at. I, you know, I took it as God's like, okay, there we go. We caught that one. I took it as God's um, push, you know, to move forward. So I got fired and that was like the catalyst in my my next move, I had wanted to move to LA and I thought I would, I bought a one way. It didn't sit well with my spirit. Um, came back home, 
cut my leaf short, put all my stuff in storage, went to my sister's house and annoyed her for two weeks. Kimmy, I love that you share the entertainment business because I think a lot of people think about the spiritual path as you have to look a certain way. You have to yeah, be, living, right? So I wanted you to share that story so people can see that the spiritual walk comes in different <laughs> forms, right? Right. And, yeah. and you sharing that story because we all come from the entertainment world and I think it was at some pivotal moment that we transitioned into yeah. our, what we call our calling. Do you remember that moment when you said, I'm going to go into this yoga meditation wellness space? Actually, I had torn my ACL and my meniscus playing football uh, for the Nike Football Society. In our flag football league. Oh, it was so <laughs> Teammates. We were teammates. Like, <laughs> it was like the second to last game, man. And like, I remember going down and, you know, that injury took me out, man. Because I was in a good space. I mean, we were playing football every Sunday, you know, having fun. I was running five, four to six miles every other day. Like, I was in my bag. I was just getting in this place, like that runner's high. And then I tore it and um, I didn't know what was going on. Mind you, I don't have insurance because, I'm, you know, I don't have a full-time job. I'm still doing, you know, all these little jobs and gigs, freelancing. And I'm stressed out and I remember falling into a dark place because as a freelancer, if you can't move, you can't work. Right. So, and uh, especially in New York City, re- trying to get around New York City. Like, you know how yeah. hard it is to crush yourself around? <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, I, remember, I, I remember feeling the lowest that I've ever felt for the first time. And... Um, my my friend one day texted me like, hey, do you want to do, you know, $50 Groupon for a limited yoga at this place? And I'm like, sure, whatever. Like, I couldn't do anything else at this point. I was losing it. So, and I had started to work at this point doing like some some cool freelancing gigs for Revolt before I like really stayed in there. Um, unbeknownst to me, it was like this hot ass yoga class, like hundred and something degrees. <laughs> and she left. I stuck with it because it was the only thing I could do and it was a mental break. So that I think was one of the first times because, I stuck with it and I would religiously go four or five days a week, like had to leave the office, even if I came back to work. Like mm. it was, it was, I guess it was like the, like, I didn't want to be defeated. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard. I was like, no, I'm better than that. I can do that. And I think that was a step. I think that was my first transition into that world because I noticed for the first time, like, oh, I, you know, I say that I'm, that I'm like cliche, like yoga saved my life. But ironically enough, mm. you want to know something? I created a whole separate Instagram account for my like yoga challenges and yoga poses and things like that. Because um, at the time too, I think like, I didn't really know any yogis, even on Instagram um, of color Um, Mm. and coming from the industry that I did, like, let's be real. You know, I'm a Puerto Rican woman, half Ecuadorian. Like I got curves on me. I got a nice, you know, I got a little body on me. So (laughs) what, what is an innocent yoga pose or something or a lunge begins to be like sexualized. And it made me uncomfortable because like, I wasn't doing this for attention. And if you know me, like I'm in sweats right now with this shirt, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I got like, these are all guy shirts. Like I'm really big um, tomboy kind of style. So it made me uncomfortable. I was like, I want to connect with this world because I love it. And the Instagram yoga world was so supportive, but I'm like, here I go. Like the comments would be like hard eyes or like thirsty and trapping, uh, you know? Mm. And so it's funny because when I, I did start, I remember kind of hiding that side and just like, it was, a, it was a different world. Um, 
to me. But I think that I always say, you know, the ACL tear and that surgery was one of my biggest curses and blessings because I think that was the pivotal point of like me realizing what this practice can do. And then once I got fired and kind of started all over, it was like, all right, well, let's just go with the flow and see what happens. And, you know, I never, I never imagined I would be here, but I got here. <laughs> I did. So can you, I can relate to you so much in, in this space, um, just because I've gone through a health journey myself. And I remember that dark moment. So when yeah. you go back like listening to like our audience right now, there's a lot happening in the world. What advice would you give someone that may be in that dark space right now, that time that you take take us back to that moment that you said, you know what, I'm not going to be a victim. God got me. This was a blessing. What advice would you give this person right now that may be going through something in life? Practice. There are three things that I kind of try to remind myself to practice with me. Um, Four of you count stillness, um, but be still is, you know, I think we live in a world and that I think is what the injury was forcing me to do, to be still. Mm. Mm. We live in a world that, that is constantly moving or is constantly asking us to be like this. So it'd be like, yeah, uh-huh, next question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and you know what I mean? Like we're, we're so, we're so disconnected. We're so disconnected. So I think my first thing is uh, be still. Um and just allow yourself to feel. Mm. I think I think when we go through dark moments, we're so in a rush to get out of that dark place and we forget that it's okay to feel, to be in that dark place. Um, because it's during those dark moments that sometimes we have to go through them alone in order to really get out on the other side. So I think um, it's a matter of being patient with yourself. Um, practicing self-love and self-compassion because these are things that we tend to do with other people whether on accident or you know because we're just naturally givers I think especially as women it's in our DNA to to nurture you know to to care so uh self-compassion and self-love and those are I mean they sound easy but they are hard man Mm self-love is you know giving yourself that bubble bath when you need it Self-love is, you know, saying no to your friend, even though you want to help. You're like, I need a day off. Mm-hmm. Self-love is, you know, dancing around the house if that's what you want to do. Self-love is just doing what, what is going to help you. And I think we're so disconnected with self that we don't even know what makes us happy anymore. And then I say self-compassion because it's so easy to be your biggest enemy. Um, like if I asked anybody, right, whether it's you, myself, what are three things that you would change about you or you don't like about you or you could do better? You'd be like, oh, you know, I'd probably cut my hair, you know, my nose, my lips, I'd do this. And it's like, we can run across this list. Like, you sure you don't want five, you know, or 10? But <laughs> the minute, because I, I do this with my students all the time, but the minute, you know, I say, give me something you're grateful for. Give me one thing that you love about you that you, it's like, mm-hmm. family. It's the same cliche answers, you know what I mean? Like, and it's sad, man. I mean, even me, like I try to think every day, like, what am I grateful for? And sometimes I find myself kind of like struggling, like, wait, okay. And, you know, it's, it's being compassionate with oneself is is so hard because we want to do things perfect. We never want to fail. We don't, nobody likes to feel rejected. Nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to, you know, go through obstacles because they're hard man like who wants to go through this hard shit like 
So I think um, just practicing self-compassion with self, um, self-love and patience, stillness, like those are just some I things that we, we need, so you know? Like yeah. we're going, you know, uh, yeah. we don't talk about, but like uh, seasonal depression is a thing, right? So we, and this is a real, I think there was an article I, I said like briefed through the other day um, where experts are talking like, you know, head experts, psych experts, as I call them, are talking about seasonal depression and how that's about to come. And I didn't know that was a real thing. So if you don't know about this stuff and you're starting to go crazy when it's gloom, which was one of the reasons I left New York. New York was so gloom and I found myself like going deeper and deeper. It's hard to go outside that we need to go outside sometimes. You can't tell me, take a walk around the block and you don't feel better when you go outside. Like, yeah. I've gone for a bike ride and I come back, I'm like, oh, all right. Like it, it did something outdoors, the trees, the air. So seasonal depression gets a lot of us. And I think what we don't realize is like, especially up north where it's cold, right? We go through that where it's gloomy. And now we're still in this pandemic or whatever the hell we want to call it, crisis, right? And that's causing a depression. People are unemployed mm -hmm. and that's causing a depression. So we have seasonal depression, pandemic depression, like all of the, this is a lot of stuff. Nonetheless, more than ever now, you know, there's finally a shine on, on black lives and people have caught in police brutality and things that are going on. So like that in itself, we are losing lives and not that we weren't before, but now it's like, you know, the next black man that gets killed, you feel like, like that was like, you just feel it so much more because we're in this place where we're calling to be united, you know? So I think, with considering all of those things like again it's just it's important to be there for one another i'm yeah. big on community but we have to be there for ourselves first and strengthen self through these things in order to like get there and and come out and and be unified you know be strong i love that it's the only way Can that me? we'll get through this time and we talk about this a lot on our show is just making time for self and that self-care and self-love and community is so key. And so if you're listening to this and you're feeling lonely or in a dark space, just know that it's temporary. Like Kimmy said, like we mentioned, sometimes we go through things and life ebbs and flows and have a community, reach out to people and know that what you're feeling is real and it's okay. And other people are feeling the same things. And we're yeah. going through a lot right now as human beings, like we really are going through a lot and it's okay to acknowledge that. Yeah. You know, it's funny you guys say this because I have a thing when I was in my dark space, how I'm going to use this pain into a purpose. You know, mm -hmm. none, don't let none of it go into vain. So I'm going to ask you, Kimmy, you know, what's your definition of purpose? Mm. So I think we all have a unified purpose. Um, mm. I think everybody's purpose is to make the world a better place. Yeah. Um, using their voice, their talent, whatever it may be. And I don't know if folks realize that, but I think when you realize that, like things start to make more sense. Um, I think my purpose, that being said, I think my purpose um, is to use my voice uh, in order to show people, like, you know, you said uh, people think that being on a spiritual journey, you got to look some kind of way, right? Like when I went to all these yoga studios, there was like, skinny people with like speedos on and like and I'm over here like don't look at me you know what I mean like in this hot ass room with we're freaking long pants or something till I start not caring and um you know the way I talk is the way I would teach a class like I'd go in there with hoop earrings I'd go in there with my lipstick all the time you know I've got a whole sleeve of tattoos um and I didn't try 
to change who I was in order to fit in with this crowd. Mm. Um, mm. You know, so I think yeah. a, p- a piece of my purpose to come back is um, to just show up as I am. I think everybody's obstacle truly is meant to serve as a testimony for other people mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. and that's why I think the Me Too movement was so strong, you know, with anything. Because the minute we start talking about something and you can relate and you say me too, it's like, oh, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, we're just a, nodding our heads here. You can't see us if you're not watching us on video, but we're just we nodding, are, our nodding our heads. <laughs> I think she's saying you know, clarity. <laughs> yeah. so, so you know what I mean? I think I think it is important when Anisha says, like, look for community. Um, I, I've had, man, I've had people reach out to me. Like when I first started doing this, like, you have curves. Oh my God, I didn't think people with curves could do yoga. And it's like, sis, you better stop. Like, you know, when I moved to Atlanta... <laughs> It was beautiful because because there was so such a big community of like black women and and Hispanic and Asian and Indian and like brown like it was just so beautiful to connect with all these people and see people in this practice that looked like me and that you know like I don't know if y'all seen that meme that's like yeah I burn my sage and you know I do this but so I don't curse nobody out you know and yeah. things like that but it's like yeah that's me you know like. People right. look at me sometimes like, ain't you supposed to be a little yogi? Ain't you supposed to be this? That don't mean I won't cut you. Like, why do you think I do that? I, I got to get the demons out sometimes. Like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm here to keep it real, man. I, yeah. I I'm mean, we say that real, all like, the time. Kimmy, like, spirituality doesn't have a certain face. And that's why we're so big on diversifying this whole wellness space because we all felt what you're feeling. Like yeah. no one looked like you. You When I walked into meditation studios, I was like, am I supposed to be here? Because what? nobody looks like me, you know? And like, we need to remove that fear and let everyone know like, yes, you are supposed to be there and you need to learn this practice and there are benefits. Yeah. Be you too. belong. You belong. Yeah. I think that, that, that becomes my, you know, my issue with the Western yoga world. Like, where is there a place for us? You know, we, we offline talked about this, but like, if you go to any urban community, like one of my greater goals is like to open up a space where I grew up knowing Mm -hmm. that it's probably not going to make that much money, but I don't care. Like, it's not about that. Like we need this man. Talking about purpose, I'm going to end this note on purpose because I think there's a lot of confusion around purpose. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's because what society say, like you just said it, if you don't have clarity and you don't, you know, heal those wounds that your parents, that blueprint that your parents or society has put in front of you, like this is what you're supposed to be at 30 and this is what you're supposed to be yeah. doing this. And it, it it really brings your spirit down. If you haven't awakened or you haven't started a spiritual journey, you can feel like you failed, right? You became no one until someone like yourself that is taking the initiative to go to that younger generation and say, no, 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 no. I'm going to make, I'm going to use my voice. That's my, that's my purpose. My voice. Have you had a setback? Cause we know people think, right. And I'll be real specific because you said, I realized that I discovered my purpose and it was to use my voice. And, you know, I've read your article and it's really cool to see what you're doing with the younger generation. But as we make that awakening, Oh, I have clarity. I know what I'm shooting for. Was that one setback that it was, excuse my language, shit, it was hard to overcome it. But if you didn't overcome it, Kimmy, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Um, damn, I've had a lot, honestly. But, uh, you know, 
I got fired from a job that I thought was um, a part of my career at like 25, 26. Um, I'm 30 now and I feel like I'm, I'm just getting started, you know, like, but even though, even though I knew I was supposed to get fired to get out of there, like that still didn't, you know, make it easy. I got to the point, you know, I, I, I make it sound easy. Cause I'm like, yeah, I picked up my stuff. I left to Atlanta and I just, I just lived, you know, I committed to living and just to like doing the things that made me happy. But that was hard, man, because there were times that like, Yo, I'd have like peanut butter and jellies and apple. Like I, I have a lot of money coming in, you know. Would yeah. you say that your faith during that time, your patience and your faith? They, you mentioned unwavering faith is really what helped you get through because yeah. you believed. You really believed yeah. you were doing what you were supposed to be doing. So, and and this is this is my next point. So, with anybody that uh, struggles with uh, purpose and they don't know what it is, sometimes I don't, you know. There were times where I think I know my purpose, but I don't know. Like, again, whatever, whoever you believe in, I don't care if it's your iPhone, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you worship or you believe, whether it's like almighty source, if if you're one of those people that's like, I'm not spiritual, I'm not religious, I'm atheist, I don't believe in God. You got to believe in something. Um, But just prayer, meditate on it, you know? Like, for my first two years, my prayer, my surrounding prayer repetitive was clarity and strength. Continue to give me clarity, give me clear eyes and give me the strength to to be able to go through it because the truth ain't no ways pretty. Can you tell us a little bit about your self-care practice? Um, you know, it looks different for everyone. We talk about ours all the time, but a couple of things that you just really love that are part of your practice. Um, so I work out and when I say work out, it involves either lifting, yoga, boxing, um, any kind of, you know, regimen or whatever it is, at least, uh, four or five days a week. Four is like, maybe I had a really busy week and I couldn't get to it or something, but usually five to six days a week. So majority of the week, whether it's even riding my bike, I have to, it's like a non-negotiable thing. I have to just like get into the game. Um, coffee helps me a lot, but I switch between coffee hey, and I, water. Hey, I'm a coffee... Yeah, right? same. I, I get I get my water intake a lot. Like water definitely helps my mind and my body. I notice things get different. Um, I really love TED Talks. Um, mm, that's music. a good one. Um, you know, everything is vibration. Everything is frequency. So music is actually therapy for a lot of people. Um, I'll scribble. I like to write and just either sometimes I journal, sometimes I write some things, a little like weird poetry, whatever it is. Um, I love bubble baths. If I have to set aside three, $400 for my self-care a month, I think it's totally worth it. You know, like yeah. whether it's paying, you know, paying this membership here, paying this there and paying there. Like I just won't grab my Starbucks and my Dunkin' or whatever it is. Like I'll make my coffee at home. That's what I need. Um, I won't eat out. So, uh, you know, for me, it's just doing those kind of things that make me happy. What advice would you give to someone listening right now that have been praying, man. They've been praying. They've been believing. They've been doing all the rituals. They've been doing everything the article said and nothing is coming into fruition. Like nothing is manifesting and then they're about to give up. They're like, hell, all these people that are demons are over there. Their prayers are being answered. I'm over here suffering. What, what, what advice would you give that person? I think first and foremost, we have to remember... Um, that we are going to be tested and tested often. So, 
you know, we've all seen that like kind of meme where the guy's digging through a thing and like you're about to give up and the diamonds are right there. Yeah. Um, every everybody's journey looks different. And I think up until now I never truly understood like God gives his battle, you know, what doesn't make you, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and God gives his battles to, and it's like, man, I don't want to hear that shit, right? Like, uh, <laughs> right. In the midst of that, but it's one of those things that you got to keep reminding yourself, man, like I'm just being tested. This is part of my story. And like, you know, you grow, adversity only truly makes you stronger. Like if it ain't killing you, it's going to make you stronger. What is the most impactful book you've ever read? Man, that's a tough one. Um, I think Relentless by Tim S. Grover is one that I always relate to. Um, I think it was one of the first books that I read that really like just put me in this set of like, wow, like this is what it takes. Like this is, this mental discipline thing is, is real. Like this is something else. Um, I love books. So I always have a bunch of gems that I could recommend. So we love a good quote and would love for you to share a quote with us to close out the episode. Oh man. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, to be powerful is to be physically loose and mentally tight, just like the body. We have to train the mind. So, you know, if you can be mentally tight and just, you know, physically loose, not even just limber, but open to possibility and just ebb and flow, I think. That's power, you know, because you can you can adapt, you can transition and, and have the proper discernment, you know, to, to move from place to place. Mm, that's good. That's good. So thank you. We are so grateful to have you on this episode. Thank you. you. Thank you. Who dropped some gems and yes. gonna, <laughs> so much really going to move some people on this episode. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. So thank you, Kimmy. Thank you so much. Thank you, though. Thank you. So, Kimmy, right, everyone mama. wants to find you on Instagram, uh, social media, um, websites. Where do they go? All my socials um, and everything is the same. Kimmy Core. That's K-Y-M-M-I-K-O-R-E. Uh, my website is KimmyCore.com. Um, Thank you so much, Kimmy. We hope you enjoyed today's episode.